Turn up your volume. Because you're about to listen to The Sick Podcast with Tony Marinero. Sports entertainment like no other. It's going to be sick. Marinero, yet another edition of The Sick Podcast. And you can follow us on all platforms at The Sick Podcast. I'm talking about the iHeartRadio app. I'm talking about the Google app. I'm talking about the Apple app on all platforms at the Sick Podcast. We got another busy one lined up today. We're going to concentrate more so on the NFL and the NBA. There's going to be a little bit of hockey. In terms of hockey, the Me Too movement in the National Hockey League continues where players, active players and former players, more so former players, are now speaking up about incidents that they had with coaches in the past. And just today, for example, the uh, Chicago Blackhawks have suspended or they've uh, they've uh, opened up an inquiry as to allegations about their assistant coach, Mark Crawford, and he's away from the team at this time. There was a coaching casualty in the National Hockey League. The New Jersey Devils have fired head coach John Hines, the second coach in the National Hockey League this year, to get fired after Mike Babcock. So now John Hines is out, and Alain Nizredin, who is the assistant coach with the Devils, takes over. But we're going to take a look at once again at the NBA and we're going to take a look at the NFL. The big story in the NBA is always LeBron James. Arguably, and I stress arguably, the greatest player of all time. Here's a guy that most people believe is the ultimate package that maybe wasn't the best offensive player like Michael Jordan, maybe not the best defensive player, maybe not the best shooter, maybe not the best rebounder, maybe not the most dominant, but you know, just add everything up and the best package, the biggest package, according to some, and once again, it's an argument. You can also make the argument whether or not he's the best player in the NBA this season. Take a look at what he's doing with his Los Angeles Lakers, their dominance. They're one of the best teams along with the Bucks, and along with the Raptors and along with Dallas and along with the Clippers as well. One of the best teams in the NBA. You can make that argument that he's the best player. You can make the argument that Kawhi Leonard is the best player. Kawhi doesn't play every game. We talked about that. It's load management. They did the same thing last year with the Toronto Raptors. He played 60 games. They rested him. They made sure that he was going to be okay and fresh for the playoffs. In the playoffs, he played every single game, and he led the Toronto Raptors to the championship. And in leading them to the championship, he outplayed several big stars. Joel Embiid was one of them. Yanis was another. And of course, beating the Golden State uh, Warriors in the uh, in the NBA final. The Greek freak is the reigning MVP, right? So reigning MVP, he obviously gets a lot of consideration in this discussion as well. Kawhi, playoff MVP, won the championship. Greek freak, reigning season MVP. And now there's Luka Doncic. There's a new star on the horizon. I mean, this guy was identified as a star a very long time ago, even to when he was playing with the Real Madrid Academy, right? A long time ago. But then he comes into the NBA and he has an outstanding rookie season and he's the rookie of the year and he puts up points, he breaks records, and now he's put himself in some pretty elite company. So just a couple of days ago, the big game between the Dallas Mavericks and the Los Angeles Lakers, Luka Doncic versus LeBron James. Doncic and the Mavericks ended the Lakers 10 game winning streak, beating them by 14. LeBron picked up 
his share of points in the game, Doncic picked up more. Doncic was unbelievable in the second half of the game, picking up 21 points in the second half, leading the Dallas Mavericks to victory. Take a look at his game. 30.6 points for Doncic. LeBron, 25.7. Doncic, 9.6 assists. LeBron, 10.9 assists. Doncic, 9.9 rebounds. LeBron, 7.2 rebounds. And Doncic, from the free throw line, uh, from the field, is at 48%. And LeBron is 50% from the field. These are their average stats thus far, one quarter of the way into the season. So now, is Luka Doncic the next LeBron James? Is he on par with LeBron James? Is he better than LeBron James? Well, if you ask this question worldwide, everyone's going to tell you LeBron. LeBron's 34 years old. He's six foot nine. He's 250 pounds. He's been in the league for the longest time. He's won championships. Doncic is six foot seven. He's 220 pounds. He's not an American. He's not as active on social media. Uh, his muscles are probably not as big. Uh, he doesn't smile as much. He, he doesn't brand himself the way LeBron James does. Uh, he's not out there. He's not giving big quotes. And he's been in the league for a couple of years now. And of course, he hasn't tasted a championship yet. But does he have the ability to be as good as LeBron? The answer to that is yes. Everything points in that direction. Think about it. Third pick overall. We're not talking about a guy who came out of nowhere. Third pick overall was supposed to go to the Atlanta Hawks, or did. They traded him to the Dallas Mavericks who wanted him badly in that draft. They get him. Youngest player with seven threes in a game. Second youngest player with triple-double. NBA Rookie of the Year. Second Euro after Paul Gasol to win that. Youngest 35 triple-doubles succession player. October-November, Western Conference Player of the Month. And where is he this year in the NBA? As far as assists are concerned, second in the league, only to LeBron. And as far as points are concerned, third in the league, behind Harden and Giannis. Now, I need you to think about this for a second. In a league that has so many superstars, he's second in the league to LeBron in assists. He's a 20-year-old sophomore. In a league that has so many offensive stars, he's third in the league in points. He's got the Mavericks as one of the best teams in the NBA. And here's the deal. He outplayed LeBron in a regular season game. All those things that I just talked to you about his game, you don't do that by fluke. You do that when you're the real deal. This guy's the real deal. So you're probably wondering if I'm going to tell you if he's going to be better or not than LeBron. He probably will be, but he won't be known as better than LeBron when all is said and done. Why? Think about this for a second. When we talk about European players, who do we talk about, right? Dirk Nowitzki, and I'm going back in the past too now, right? Tony Parker, San Antonio Spurs, Paul Gasol, Stojakovic, Vladi Divac. Think about these names. All very good players. 
Now think about this. Michael Jordan, Magic Johnson, Kobe Bryant, just to name a few, Larry Bird, Charles Barkley. I mean, the list goes on and on. Like Scotty Pippen. I can name you so many. The reality is, is that the NBA loves their stars and they love their Americans. And the Americans are the ones that get more print than everyone else. They get more TV time than everyone else. They get more talk time than everyone else. They get more interviews than everyone else. A lot of the companies end up backing these players because you know what? It's known as America's sport, even though the sport is very big in Yugoslavia. The sport is very big in Spain. The sport is very big in Slovenia. The sport is very big in Europe. Doncic from Slovenia. LeBron James from Akron, Ohio. The branding that he's had, the team behind them. I say this, Luka Doncic, if you don't already have a media team behind you, get one. Call Sammy Cavallaro, Sick Media, Get yourself a media team behind you. Start branding what you're able to do. Start branding yourself. Because this guy's got the goods. This guy's not good. This guy's a phenom. LeBron's 34. He says he wants to play until 40. And maybe he will. The law of physics has shown us that as a player turns 35 years of age, at that point, that player starts to decline. LeBron made the five physics because this guy is the eighth wonder of the world, right? This guy's cut from a different cloth. He's, he's made differently than everyone else. He's wired differently than everyone else. He is just, he's, he's a monster. He's a beast. He's superhuman. So he made the five physics. How long can he defy it? This guy here, Doncic, has the next 15 years ahead of him, maybe more. Could you imagine if he's second in assists right now? You know that every sport, every sport, right? Now, there are, there are guys that, you know, are phenoms. Like, look, take a look at Tom Brady, right? Tom needed an opportunity. Bledsoe got hurt. He came in, and all of a sudden, he took the league by storm, and he took off. But, you know, most sports, phenoms, star players, they start to come into their own. Year four, year five, year six. This guy's doing this in his second year. So this guy here, look, if there's going to be someone after LeBron in the NBA, and there's a lot of players, the Greek freak is somebody, right? He's, he's something. He's really something. It could be, a lot of people were pointing towards Zion Williamson, and maybe it will be Zion. A lot of people have been saying that Zion is going to be the next big power forward beast in the NBA after LeBron James. I say this, you take a look at Doncic, you take a look at the way he takes over a game, you take a look at the way he makes players better around them. And, and here's the thing, right? Could you imagine how good this guy is? If you would go ask anybody, right, anybody, um, about who his teammates are, they wouldn't know about Wright, or they wouldn't know about Jackson, or they wouldn't know about Powell, or they wouldn't know about Porzingis, but they would know that Doncic is on the team. And if some people don't know that Doncic plays with the Dallas Mavericks, it's once again because he's a sophomore and because he needs to work on his branding and his social media and all that stuff. But more and more people are starting to talk about him. You know what he needs? I'll tell you what he needs. 
he needs to face off against the the Los Angeles Lakers in the playoffs. And if the Dallas Mavericks beat the Lakers in the playoffs, like I just talked to you about his teammates with Dallas. Everyone knows who LeBron's teammates are with the uh, with the Lakers, right? Everyone knows who he has on his team. And and so he's made those guys. He's always been around really good players, LeBron. It doesn't make him less good, but he's always had a really good supporting cast. Doncic's supporting cast, it's good. Is it great? Is it enough to win an NBA championship? If this guy can go up against LeBron James in the playoffs, outplay LeBron, and beat the Lakers, then he's going to start getting the recognition that he deserves. He's going to start getting more print. He's going to start getting more interviews. He's going to start getting more demand. He's going to start getting more sponsors, more endorsements, and then it's just going to explode. But I love this guy. Uh, he is he is the present and the future of the NBA. We're going to move on. Speaking of basketball, we have the uh, this week's power rankings to take a look at in the NBA, and we're going to touch on that a little bit later on. We're going to, uh, and, and, you know, we just talked about the greats, right? I talked to you about so many great names. How about James Harden? Your fourth 60th point game of your career. You're tied now for third most all-time with Michael Jordan. You're on a list with Will Chamberlain, Kobe Bryant, Michael Jordan. When you hear your name with those three, what goes through your mind? That's greatness right there. Those guys are uh, something that I'm trying to get to. You know, hopefully at the end of when it's all said and done, I can be missing in that group, you know, forever. Uh, you know, so still a work in progress, but you know, we're working to get to there. James Harden, who was on uh, Kevin Durant's list, of the top five players in the NBA. James Harden had himself a game. November 30th, Houston taking on the Hawks, and they beat them by a score of 158 to 111. It was magic. Everyone was on social media. Everyone was tweeting about it. He was trending. Everyone was glued to their televisions. I know the boys were upstairs, and they were screaming, and you know what? They said... Uh, Harden's got 48, and he's got 50, and he's got 52, and he's got 54, and he's got 56, he's got 58, now he's got 60. 60 points. Only one player, Damian Lillard, also on Kevin Durant's list. We laughed about it. I think I even laughed about the list myself. But he was on that list. Only Damian Lillard picked up 60 points earlier this season. So two players have picked up 60 points, Damian Lillard and James Harden. Harden has a career-high 61 points. That happened last season. At 60 points, at the end of the third quarter, what does his coach do? He sits him. He sits him for the entire fourth quarter. When Harden realizes that he's sitting at 60 points and his career-high is 61, and no one has picked up 61 this year in the NBA. This guy's shaking his head, and he can't believe that the coach is benching him. Now, two schools of thought on this. The coach plays him. The player breaks the record, or his record. Player's happy. Or the other one is, you rest them, and you think about the team, and you don't think about the player, because if the player gets hurt, then the coach is going to be crucified for playing a game, a play, a star player the entire game when his team is running away with the game. So where do I side? 
I'm going to tell you where I side. I side with James Harden over Mike D'Antoni. And I'm going to tell you why. Because every star player is more important than their coach. Because at the end of the day, the coach can do the, you know, the X's and O's. He can tell you where to go. He can tell you what to do. If the player is not going to go out there in good spirits, wanting to make a difference in the game and is going to execute, you know what it means to keep your star player happy? You know what it means? And Mike D'Antoni, I got to tell you something. You may think you're a genius. You may think you're brilliant. And by the way, who knows? Maybe you would have played him in the fourth quarter and he would have got hurt. And if that would have happened, uh, then you would have got crucified for it. I get all that. But take the chance, man. And I'm going to tell you why you got to take the chance. The reason why you got to take the chance is the expression on your star's face when he realized that he was one point away from tying his personal best and two points away from beating his personal best and you sat him down. You want to know, Mike D'Antoni, if you did the right thing as far as James Harden is concerned, you watch the video and you're going to know that you didn't. You're going to know that you messed up. You know, they've been together for three years, D'Antoni has with Harden. Harden, of course, joined the Houston Rockets before D'Antoni did. In 2017, eliminated in the second round versus the San Antonio Spurs. In 2018, eliminated in the third round versus Golden State. And last season, eliminated in the second round versus Golden State. All three times, eliminated by very good teams, San Antonio and Golden State. A couple of years ago, eliminated in the third round. One round away from going to the NBA final. The Rockets' best chance to win an NBA championship is not this guy or that guy, and it's not their coach. It's James Harden. You keep your star player happy, and come playoff time, your star player is going to remember that November 30th game versus the Hawks when he had 60 points at the end of three quarters, and some people were thinking of pulling him, and maybe he was actually thinking himself, is it possible I'm going to get pulled because your coach is not going to want to risk me getting hurt and all that stuff. He's going to think about that time, and he's going to think about when you played him, and he's going to think about breaking the record. Not What are we talking about here? You don't want to risk him getting hurt, This is what could have happened. Let me explain it to you. I'm Mike D'Antoni. I go up to James Harden. I say, James, listen. You're having a fantastic game, bud. Amazing. Everyone's talking about it. You have the admiration of your teammates. The fans are going nuts. The NBA is a buzz tonight because of you. All right? 60 points. Lillard did it earlier this season. You're doing it now. It's not every day that somebody puts up 60 points. Your career high is 61. Here's the deal. I want to play you. I want you to beat your personal best. As a matter of fact, I want you to put up as many points as you can. I'd love it if you can put up 80 points in this game. You have 60 points through three quarters. You're averaging 20 points a quarter. If you could, you have the chance to put up 80 in this game, and I'd be the happiest guy. But here's the deal, bud. We're destroying the opponent tonight. If I play you and continue to play you and you get hurt, I just lost my job. I know you can't guarantee me that you're not going to get hurt. 
We don't know what's going to happen in a game. You might get hurt. You might not get hurt. You might get hit hard and you might not get hurt. You might not get hit at all and you take the wrong step. You take the wrong move and you end up getting hurt. But what do you think, James? Uh, what do you think? And James Harden might come back and say, Coach, I understand exactly what you're trying to tell me. And I know that there's no guarantee that I won't get hurt if I play two minutes. There's no guarantee. But how about we do this, Coach? I'm not going to lie to you, Coach. I'd really like to have my personal best. I'd really like to break my record. As you just said, putting up 60 points doesn't happen every day, even though I had 61 last year. Why don't we do this? Why don't you give me a couple of minutes here? Let me see if I can sink a couple of baskets early on in the fourth quarter. And at that point, I'm okay to come out. This way, you've had a conversation with your star player. You have the respect of your star player for having that conversation with him. The star player agreed to what's going to happen in the fourth quarter. But no. No discussion. No dialogue. No nothing. The most he probably could have told him after telling him that he's not going on is, James, you're not playing this quarter uh, because I don't want to risk you getting hurt. But that's the most. There was no dialogue because you would think that James Harden, based on his expression once again, he wanted to come in. Mike D'Antoni, you blew it. I'm telling you right now, if your team doesn't get over the hump in the playoffs, if at one point, you see, star players can get coaches fired. I don't know what's going to happen between D'Antoni and Harden between now and the end of the year. But I'm telling you right now, that he already has one strike against them because Harden's not happy. Now, if there were other incidents before this, you can add that strike to other strikes. And now he's one step closer from getting the boot. Mike D'Antoni, you blew it. You blew it. You made your star player unhappy. That's not a winning formula in the world of sports. Keep your eye on it, folks. I'm telling you, if the Rockets slide at some point, keep your eye on it if there's going to be something going forward between D'Antoni and Harden. Because I'm telling you right now that if there's something that's going to go on between them, if they're going to be at odds, if there's going to be friction, if there's going to be a star player calling out his coach between now and the end of the year, remember that game November 30th, and I bet you, I bet you that if there's going to be one star in the NBA, a huge star that'll call out his coach, I'm betting that it's going to be Harden calling out D'Antoni. That's what I'm betting on. AFC wildcard. We switch gears and we go from the NBA to the NFL. What a week it was in the NFL. And now everyone's talking about the AFC wildcard. The Buffalo Bills pretty much have the wildcard spot locked up, right? There's two wildcards in the AFC. There's two wildcards in the NFC. There are four wildcards in the NFL playoffs. I think it's safe to say that the Buffalo Bills at a record of 9-3 and three, are going to get that first wildcard spot. I think it's safe to say. So now, who's going to be the second team that's going to get in the AFC in the wildcard? The Pittsburgh Steelers are 7-5. and five. The Tennessee Titans coming off a huge win over Indianapolis are 7-5. and five. Oakland is 6-6. Six and six. Indianapolis, also 6-6. Six and six. 
Cleveland five and seven. Why don't we uh, why don't we do this? Let me start with Cleveland. I like Cleveland's chances. I like their schedule, I should say. So I like their chances because of their schedule. They have Cincinnati twice. Whether you want to tell me that Andy Dalton's back, the reality is, is that Cincinnati has won one game all year, and they beat the New York Jets. They didn't beat, you know, a Super Bowl dynasty team, right? So there's a possibility of a a couple of wins there versus Cincinnati. They're playing Baltimore the second last game of the season. By that time, maybe Baltimore is resting a player, a star player or two. And they're at Arizona. All right. I think that's a pretty good schedule. But they are five and seven. Indianapolis. They're at Tampa Bay. They're at New Orleans versus Carolina and at Jacksonville. At Tampa Bay, road game. Tampa Bay puts up points. At New Orleans, road game. New Orleans puts up points. And if they lose those two games, then all of a sudden they're 6-8. and eight, And it doesn't matter if the last two games are easier. They might be a little bit demoralized there. I think I like Cleveland's schedule better than uh, Indy's. Oakland, 6-6. Six and six. Huge game at home versus Tennessee. Huge game at home versus Jacksonville. And then they're at the Chargers and at Denver. This is a good schedule. This is a good schedule. They have a chance to play Tennessee, who's ahead of them at 7-5, and five, but they're playing them in Oakland, right? Tennessee may win, but you want to be the home team here. So advantage Oakland. Then after that, they're at home versus Jacksonville. That's a good opponent to go up against. And at LA Chargers, and I know the Chargers beat Green Bay, and at Denver, and I know Denver's coming off a huge win as well, I think that's a pretty good schedule. Tennessee, 7-5. and five. They're at Oakland. Then they host Houston. Then they host New Orleans. And at Houston. This is an incredibly tough schedule, I think. Can they go into Oakland and win? The answer to that is yes. At home versus Houston and New Orleans, though, they're going up against Deshaun Watson. They're going up against Drew Brees. Then they got Deshaun Watson again on the road. They're going up against teams that put up a heck of a lot of points. I don't know if they're going to win these games. I do know this. It's going to be very exciting offensive football. I'm sure about that. Hey, look, the way they played, the way Tannenhill Tannenhill has played over the past couple of weeks, the way they've been running the ball over the past couple of weeks, all right, they're running back, I think, at a gazillion yards last game. Don't get me wrong. They have a chance. But Pittsburgh is 7-5. and And I'm going to tell you right now, I'm going to go with Pittsburgh. And I'm going to tell you why I'm going to go with Pittsburgh. At Arizona, won't be an easy game, right? But it's not the hardest place in the league to play. And they're not the best team in the league to play. So look, you're going to end up playing games on the road. At New York Jets, they're going to beat the Jets. At least I would hope they're going to beat the Jets. Mind you, Oakland thought the same thing. It didn't happen. But they should beat the Jets. Because if the Jets are smart, the Jets are going to lose games between now and the end of the year because winning games is going to give them absolutely nothing. They play the Ravens the final week of the season. Chances are the Ravens are going to be in a pretty good spot by that time, and they might not play Lamar Jackson. 
I'm Baltimore. I'm not playing Lamar Jackson the final game of the year. What for? I'm not going to play him. So they're probably going to be going up against Baltimore minus Lamar. They got themselves a big game versus Buffalo. There's no doubt about it. Uh, a couple of weeks from now. But they're at home versus Buffalo. Buffalo's 9-3. and three. They're in a pretty comfortable position, right? If they're not going to get the first wild card spot, they're going to get the second wild card spot. So I take a look at the schedule. Pittsburgh, Tennessee, Oakland, Indianapolis, and Cleveland. The team that has the best record out of all of them is Pittsburgh at 7-5, and five, along with Tennessee. But I think Pittsburgh's got a better schedule. I'm going to go with the Pittsburgh Steelers to get in the AFC wild card. We don't care if you agree or disagree. Here are our power rankings on the Sick Podcast. Power rankings after 13 weeks in the NFL. At number five, you can make a case for the Chiefs. You can make a case for the Texans. You can make a case for the Packers. I'm going to go with the New England Patriots. They're 10 and 2. There are five teams that are 10 and 2. The Patriots, after losing this past week, yeah, they got destroyed. At the end of the day, they're still 10 and 2. I'm not taking a 10 and 2 team and not putting them in my power rankings. At number four, the New Orleans Saints, also 10 and 2. At number three, the 49ers. Very impressive at 10-2. and two. They just lost the nail-biter to the Ravens. That's why they're at number three. And they're behind number two, Seattle, who beat the 49ers earlier in the season. And the Ravens are destroying everything along the way. A big win versus the San Francisco 49ers. Baltimore's at number one. So your power rankings at five, Patriots. At four, Saints. At three, 49ers. At two, Seahawks. And at number one, the Baltimore Ravens. It's time to get rich with our sick picks on the Sick Podcast. Are you ready for the sick picks of the week? I want to let you know that what we do is we take a lock of the week, we take a dog of the week, and we take the three huge games of the week. You want to know what we did last week on the Sick Podcast? We went four and five. Not too shabby, huh? Just the Patriots let us down. So guess what? I'm not going to go with the Patriots this time. Even though they're number five in my power rankings, they have difficulty versus a mobile quarterback. Pat Mahomes is starting to find his groove again. Huge win by KC on the weekend. Give me KC to beat New England. 49ers at Saints. Saints are at home. But I thought the 49ers were really, really good versus the Baltimore Ravens. And I have the 49ers being a better team than the Saints. I'm going to get the 49ers to win this one. Ravens at Bills, no one right now is stopping the Baltimore Ravens. No one in a battle of two really good young quarterbacks. Give me Baltimore. The lock of the week, Washington is not going to Green Bay and beat the 9-3 Packers. This game is way too big for Green Bay. Give me the Packers to win. And the dog, the Seahawks are at the Rams. The Seahawks have a record of 10-2. and I'm not going to call them a fraud, but I'm going to tell you that I'm concerned that their differential is plus 36. That means that their games are very close. Their quarterback's winning them the game in the final quarter, and they end up winning by just a couple of points. The Seahawks played Monday night football. Short week for them. The Rams need this one. It's in LA. Give me the Rams. My dog, the Rams. My lock, Green Bay. And the three big games of the week, 49ers to beat the Saints. Kansas City to beat New England. Ravens to beat Bills. I'm Marinaro. You can listen to The Sick Podcast on all social media platforms until we do it again. Until next time.
And that's a wrap. Hope you don't miss us too much until next week. Follow The Sick Podcast on YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, Google Play, and Apple Podcasts. <laughs>